Golden State Warriors basketball. Shoots over Danny Green. Rainbow! Nothing but net! How did he do it? The fifth three-point shot of the night for Steph Curry. This is Warriors Roundtable with the voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. And a sixth three-point of the night. Oh! with a gorgeous move. I'd like to know who's a better ball handler between Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's definitely up for yeah. debate between those two players. I think Garrison Barnes is a great game dunker. Just some of the highlights from the All-Star Weekend in New Orleans as Steph Curry and Harrison Barnes represented the Golden State Warriors. Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Roy inviting you once again to take a seat around the Warriors Weekly Roundtable. What a weekend it was for Steph Curry involved in three different events, including starting for the Western Conference in the 2014 NBA All-Star Game. We'll talk to Steph in just a couple of minutes and get his reaction to being an all-star starter and also get his reaction to the comments from the commander-in-chief. That's right. President Barack Obama chimed in on the ability of one Steph Curry. We'll relive the All-Star weekend, going through some of the ups and downs and some of the highlights of what was a very fun NBA weekend. We'll also answer your questions on Warriors Vox in our Twitter segment. That's Warriors V-O-X. And we'll also have a tip of the cap to the Warriors who were inducted into the Hall of Fame and honored by the Basketball Hall of Fame this past weekend. Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports will come by and talk about second half storylines as the NBA begins its charge toward the 2014 playoffs. It's all this hour on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable here on KMBR. And a quick reminder, Warrior fans, the Encore Shootout is back. Renew your season tickets tonight and be automatically entered for a chance to compete in the Encore Shootout during select Warrior home games for a chance to win up to $12,500 in cash. Call 888-GSW-HOOP and press 1 to renew your season tickets by March 17th and save no purchase necessary to enter or to win. The Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues with a conversation with Warriors All-Star Steph Curry here on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Lee wrestles away the rebound, leads a three on two, finds Bogut running the floor and he throws it down with two hands. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. It's time now to drive for five with Kia. Purchase or lease a 2013 or 2014 Kia vehicle, and you'll drive home with two tickets to five Warriors home games. Stop by a participating Bay Area Kia retailer or check out warriors.com slash Kia for complete details. Kia, the official vehicle of the Golden State Warriors. Hi, Tim Roy, and the Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues with conversation with a starting Western Conference All-Star, Steph Curry. I asked him about absorbing everything in a very busy NBA All-Star weekend. So tell me, you're away from the weekend now. How did you absorb this All-Star weekend? Uh, it was an amazing experience. A lot going on, a busy schedule from start to finish. It was uh, you know, jam-packed with, with all you know, fun opportunities to interact with fans and to you know, just enjoy that big stage. I uh, was a little tired towards the end. Um, but it was all worth it. It was a you know great experience to play in the in the game and, and kind of feel the emotions and uh, just have fun out there. You know, playing with the best in the in the league and and represent my teammates. So uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. And you know, hopefully this is the first of many. 
I'm I'm the historian of the bunch, and obviously you were the first Warriors All Star starter since 1995. But I want to ask you about a moment in the game. Bill Russell's in the house, 80th birthday. How cool was that? Oh, that was amazing. There was I mean so many legends, um, and for them to acknowledge, uh, you know, his accomplishments, you know, throughout his career, and then you know being an ambassador for the league, um, for him to sit courtside and those. I think it was Magic, Dr. J, uh, two other, two other guys out there, Hakeem Olajuwon, um, you know, just singing happy birthday to him, you know, live. That was that was amazing. So a lot of a lot of legends, Hall of Famers in the in the uh, you know in attendance, and you know, it was a cool kind of uh, interaction between the you know, the current players and those guys. Yeah, and and so so you're in the game now. You're up and down. What was what was the most fun part of the experience for you? I mean, the intros were amazing. It was like 45 minutes. It was like a full concert. And uh, mm-hmm. to hear, you know, hear your name as a Western Conference starter um, and, you know, to get out on that stage and just, you know, take in, take in the moment was, was amazing. Obviously, the game itself, we didn't win, but there were a lot of cool, you know, moments as well, throwing lobs to, you know, Katie, Blake, um, you know, finally making a, a jumper or two. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun and, and you know, it was kind of just a whirlwind of just trying to take it all in. You know, your daughter's going to grow up and keep watching you in all-star games. you got to watch that. She may want that kind of intro for her marriage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Setting the standard. <laughs> so, hey, uh, you know, as you go through, was was it fun to be in the locker room? I talked to guys in, in previous years about an all-star experience, and they, they say that was the coolest thing, to be in the locker room with all these guys that you play against. Yeah, I mean, when you walk in, you see the jerseys hanging, and you look at the names. Uh, we had a you know, we had a good time looking at the uh, the warm-ups have, you know, little patches that represent all your accomplishments throughout your career. The young guys, it was a little slim. Uh, obviously, the first time All-Stars, they had, uh, you know, just the star with the one on it and, uh, you know, a couple other accolades that you might have had. But you look at, you know, other other guys across the, you know, like Dwight Howard, who's won rebounding titles, uh, you know, Defensive Player of the Year awards, like a, nine-time all-star you look at how many accolades they have and you you know you realize that you're part of that group and hopefully building towards you know the the accolades that they've they've accomplished um it's it's encouraging and and it's also just you know once in a lifetime experience to walk in that locker room for the first time and and see your name with those other guys was it fun to share part of your uh, saturday with your dad yeah man to, to uh get out there and you know, take part in the shooting stars competition. Obviously, we didn't win, but first time we've been in, you know, you know, suited up in, in jerseys together in front of that many people. Um, you know, represent his era and, and mine. Um, my family's there. We that was that was a cool experience and uh, something we'll remember for a long time. Warriors Weekly Roundtable here on KBR, the 680 V Sports Leader. I'm Tim Roy talking with Steph Curry, Warriors All-Star. And now the weekend is gone. Uh, the game start tomorrow night in Sacramento. It's the unofficial second half of the season. What are the goals of this team? What are you guys talking about as far as uh, chasing down a second straight uh, postseason appearance? Yeah, we've got 29 games left to, to uh, you know, attack and, and figure out um, you know how we can get ourselves back into the position in the playoffs that we we uh, expect, and um, you know it's one of those things where we control. We have a favorable schedule, and we control how we're going to come out and perform and play. And it's all about you know taking it one game at a time, but realizing you know if we put together a nice little run here, we can establish ourselves as a 
that's a, a playoff team to be reckoned with. Um, and you know, we're excited about that opportunity. So uh, we just you know got to start tomorrow in Sacramento, getting ready for uh, for those guys, and hopefully get off to a, you know a good start and and play the basketball that we expect, especially at home. What's different for you this year in terms of how the other teams are playing you? Because obviously when people get to their shoot-arounds or their meetings, you're going to be the first guy that they're going to talk about trying to slow down or whatever. Are teams defending you differently this year than you've seen in the past? Uh, not really. I mean, most of it is just the way that uh, you know they handle pick and rolls. You know, Sometimes they, they like to trap it and try to get the ball out of my hands. But we have so many threats on the floor that – when that ball gets moving to the open guy, I mean that's that's good offense, and so um, you know we 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 like when guys you know try to you know take me out of the game because there's like I said there's so many guys on our team that can make plays. If I can get it to D Lee at top of the key where he has you know a three on four situation on the backside and he's able to make the play to the shooter or get to the basket, that's that's great offense and and something that you know we'll continue to get better at. But you know when it comes to being aggressive running you know, the offense and trying to find my shots in the way that I'm going to get my teammates involved. It hasn't really changed much. I've just had more opportunity to do it and uh, gotten more comfortable. And, of course, that's reflected in the the outstanding numbers you have with assists this year. Is it frustrating in Andrew Bogut's sideline right now trying to get back? And is it frustrating right now uh, with this team not able to get 100% healthy? Yeah, that's that's frustrating for sure. When you have your big guys out there struggling, you know, trying to – Get back on the floor and provide what they what they you know desire on the, for us as a team. Um, you know, you just gotta you know, hold the fort down until they get back. And like I said, with 29 games left, you know, you hope that you know those guys guys can give whatever they have uh, to help the team out and and put ourselves in a position to uh, get to the playoffs. Be ready to um, you know. A, like I said, establish ourselves as a team that's going to be a tough out, and, uh, and and be ready to play, be playing our best basketball come April. Yeah, and you guys have shown that you can be a very good basketball team. Even going back in just one game to the Miami game, down twenty-one, you guys come roaring back, and 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 uh, you had the ball coming down the stretch with this with the game on the line. Uh, is it a point now where you feel okay? This is my time. This is where I need to to lead my team to a win. Yeah, you love those opportunities. You want to, um, you know, step up and provide your team whatever you can and make those big plays. So, you know, I figured, I thought I thought I'd have won the game, you know, with that with that last drive until LeBron hit that crazy shot. But, um, you know, as 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 a leader and a you know the guys, you know, trying to uh, you know get to that next level. Um, that's what it's all about, and and uh, just trying to you know ad- adapt and be aggressive and not shy away from those opportunities. Is there is there a personal uh, goal? And I'm not talking about a number, but I'm talking about how you play in these final 29 games. Is there something you want to do that's going to help the team get to where they want to go? Uh, I mean, just as long as I keep my turnovers down and just continue to to be aggressive and you know make plays. Um, that that'll be huge for us because you know when when we have close we're gonna have a lot of close games coming down the stretch when teams are you know giving it their all to to separate themselves from other other bunch of you know teams in the Western Conference those turnovers can can uh, prove costly and every possession is so important and you know the mood the the momentum swings can can be so drastic that uh, if we take care of the basketball but continue to be aggressive not afraid to you know be creative make plays but um, 
you know, just let the offense work for us. We'll be we'll be fine. And uh, you know, we're looking we're looking at that fifty win season. It's right in our grasp if we play the way we're supposed to, and and that should you know set up for for a good postseason run. Final question for you, Steph. And I've, as always, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, this is a question that involves kind of what's going on in your life right now. You mean you you have endorsements, you've got time, you're doing interviews like this one right here. Uh, you had a very busy off season. Is is are you coming to grips with how to manage this? So Steph Curry, the basketball player, is still Steph Curry, the basketball player. Yeah, it's, a, it's an adjustment. It's a learning process. Um, like you said, there's a lot of different opportunities and engagements, and you know just situations that are different than last year and you learn how to navigate how to uh, prioritize and uh, nothing will you know come in the way of or get in the way of my preparation for games but uh, you know just finding ways to get rest be able to spend time with my family and enjoy the the ride and not be too stressed out with you know so much going on it's a definitely a learning process I have a, a great team behind me and you know it all it all will come together um as we as we continue through this this fun ride and this fun time so you know i'm ready for it and this is a great great situation to be in you know considering where we were five years ago when i first got here no question it's better to have the uh, high expectations and the the high demands than not to have those and and the warrior fans are, are thrilled that you are on board and leading the ship toward a second straight postseason appearance. Steph, uh, thank you so much for your time. My best to you, your family, and, and look forward to seeing you on the floor tomorrow night in Sacramento. Sounds good. Warriors Vox, follow him on Twitter. That's Warriors All-Star guard Steph Curry. When we continue here on the Weekly Roundtable, we'll relive some of those great moments for Steph and for Warriors swingman Harrison Barnes on KMBR 680, the sports leader. <laughs> Elevation sensation for Harrison Barnes. Golden State Warriors basketball. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. The 2014 NBA All-Star Weekend will be remembered by Warriors fans because Steph Curry was the starting Western Conference All-Star guard. There were, however, other moments as Steph Curry was participating in the three-point shootout as well as teaming up with his dad and Becky Hammond in the Shooting Stars competition while Harrison Barnes was in the NBA dunk contest and played with the Rising Stars. All in all, a great experience for two young Warriors down in the Big Easy. Hey now, you're an all-star. That's terrible. So Becky Hammond on the left. You saw Del Curry there in the middle. This is and the team Steph to be Curry. right here. This is my team. Where's your team right here, Reggie? Team Curry Whoa. and Becky Hammond, who's a two-time winner in this event. Tell you what, Steph Curry made three of these at the practice today. I was watching you. <laughs> no problem. In Three in a row. I, I'm not quite sure a minute five is going to do it for them. I had higher expectations for them, Chris. I see that you did. Here is Steph Curry. He was the runner-up in 2010. And this is his third three-point contest appearance. I'll tell you what, if he had a chance to dribble while he was doing this, he'd probably have a better percentage. This is really not him that's picking up and shooting. That was big. He needed that money ball early. Mike Lillard is going to the All-Star game tomorrow night as a starter for the West. Just has such a smooth 
pure, beautiful stroke. Look at the rotation. Leaves this one. That was big. Now remember, his money ball rack is the last rack here, so he can pick up a lot of. Here's his really He's got it now. He's found it. He found it. Sure did. He's in really good shape, but saw him take a deep breath on this as soon as he picked up that first. Getting oh. tired, huh? It's, oh, oh, he didn't get it? Uh, he didn't get it. No. Marco Bellinelli. 16 for Steph Curry. It was set up for me to, to go out there and uh, know what number I needed to get. I got to the third rack and thought I had a good shot at it. And, uh, just got a little cold, but uh, you have fun. Obviously, I'm a little disappointed I didn't win, but you know, hopefully I get to come back and uh, represent the Warriors and uh, hopefully bring a trophy back to eventually. Harrison Barnes. All right, let's see if these guys put any creativity. Oh, like they did. It's already started. Here we go. Behind okay. Back, off the backboard. Yes. Oh. Barnes, Lillard, Mack, Lamar all making their first see, I was, slam dunk appearance. I would make my I think Carrington Barnes is a great game dunker. You know, I'm not sure about in the, uh, this contest. He's a great game dunker. You know what? This is going to be closer than I thought. Harrison Barnes, great game. He would have done that dunk on somebody. That, that's the difference. Like, he's a great game well, you're not a good, see, this is not a game dunk. You'll never see this in a game. These are the dunk. Oh, my goodness. You know, we had a lot of fun getting ready for it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I know for me personally, I would like to perform better. I know my teammates would have liked to, too, but got to credit the East. I mean, they had some crazy dunks. In the backcourt, adding a little spice in his all-star debut, Steph Curry. The sixth three-pointer of the night. Oh, Curry with a gorgeous move. I'd like to know who's a better ball handler between Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's definitely up for yeah. debate between those two players. And a Curry inbounds. And Curry looking to his right as Durant cut through to his left. It was a sight to see, man, to be on that stage, walk past those performers, putting on a great show, to you know have, like I said, that many big-time names around you. And represent your conference. That was that was, that was uh, something I'll remember for a long time. And, and, you know, like I said, hopefully it's the first of many. But you never forget. I, I don't think I ever forget my first time and where it was and, and how I felt. And and uh, it's exciting. It was fun, man. Uh, everything I I hoped for and more. Um, a lot of talent on that floor. And uh, you know, it was well put together show from start to finish. Obviously, we didn't win, and I'd like to shoot the ball a little better, but. All in all, my first go around, I felt pretty comfortable out there, and, and hopefully, uh, it's the first of many. Golden State Warriors basketball. Splash another one! Steph Curry from distance, his seventh three-pointer of the game. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Warriors box. Always fun to have the fans participate here in the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, and you can do that via Twitter or email at Warriors Vox on Twitter. That's Warriors V O X. Or send me an email to the Warriors website at Timroy, T I M R O Y E, at Warriors.com. Let's get right to it. It's going to be a fun week. It's the unofficial start 
of the second half. Two home games on the horizon, and then, of course, the trading deadline is looming on Thursday. It's always fun to have the fans participate on the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, and you can do that in two ways. On Twitter, at WarriorsVox, that's WarriorsVox, or you can send me an email to the Warriors website. That's uh, TimRoy, T-I-M-R-O-Y-E, at Warriors.com. So let's get right to it. We try to answer as many as we can. And the first one is from Ryan, who wants to know, with all the trade rumors for the Warriors, what is the biggest key to make a run, bench help or a bigger key player? Well, because the Warriors' salary structure the way it is right now, Ryan, I think what you would have to do is look at it uh, realistically. I think if they're going to get a bigger key player, then this is going to be a major deal. It's going to involve multiple teams, and you're going to see a, a big shakeup. I don't think that the Warriors are going to be looking at that. I think they're always looking to improve, always looking to better their roster. So I think they might be in position this time around to add a player to come off the bench, because certainly that's a big area of concern uh, for Mark Jackson and the Golden State Warriors. Let's move on to Abramian, who says, do you see Curry being a warrior for life, meaning that he will play for the Warriors for the rest of his career? I think so. I think he's heading towards superstar status. I don't think he's there just yet, but he's on his way there. In fact, don't believe me. I go to a higher authority, a guy with a higher pay level, so to speak, than yours truly, and that is the commander-in-chief, one Barack Obama. Curry's the best shooter I've ever seen. I believe that. In terms of off the dribble, being able to get his shot off from anywhere that fast, best I've ever seen. He can shoot. His daddy could shoot, but he could only stand one spot and shoot, right? <laughs> he didn't really like to run around a lot. Is that a pretty good read? That's pretty solid right there. I know my family is at home rolling right now to talk about my dad. You know, that's amazing. I know he's a fan of the game. He's not just talking. So uh, for him to give me that kind of compliment, that's, that's a huge deal, and I appreciate that. And you heard Steph's reaction on TNT. Uh, wow, what a thrill when the president of the United States knows your game. And while Steph was hearing from Barack Obama, it was also a huge weekend for a current and a couple of former Warriors. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame announced that the two former Warriors were named as direct elects to the Hall of Fame. They were Warriors guard Sharunas Marshallonis and former Warriors point guard Guy Rogers. As well, Warriors legend Alvin Adels received the Basketball Hall of Fame's 2014 John W. Bund Lifetime Achievement Award. And also, two former Warriors, Tim Hardaway and Mitch Richmond, were among the ten finalists for the class of 2014. That class will be unveiled at the NCAA Final Four in April. So a great honor for a couple of former Warriors. Sharunas Marshallonis, one of the first international players to receive regular playing time in the NBA. When he came to the Warriors in the early 1990s, after being drafted by Golden State in the sixth round of the 1987 NBA draft, he impressed his head coach, Don Nelson. Well, Sharunas, uh, I didn't know much about him. And the uh, first time I really ever had a chance to work with him, I was very impressed with him as a point guard. Uh, so I think we got... An additional player I wasn't aware was a, a good basketball player. First impressions of him, very, very good. Marshall has played only four seasons for the Warriors, 1989 through 1993, averaging 14 points, over two rebounds, and over two assists, and shooting 52.8% from the field. He played seven years in the NBA, moving on to the Seattle Supersonics, the Sacramento Kings, and the Denver Nuggets. He was also a member of the 1988 USSR national team, winning a gold medal at the Summer Olympics in Seoul, South Korea. And while a member of the Warriors, he formed a lifetime bond with 
Now his fellow Hall of Famer, Chris Mullen. Yeah, he was, um, you know, really, really talented player, aggressive, strong, one of the strongest guys in the league, I think. Um, and then a total team player, you know, had definite strengths that, again, Nelly used, I think, to perfection. And, um, you know, came off the bench and gave us energy and, and scoring, uh, fearlessness. And while Marshall Lonis brought that physicality to his game, Guy Rogers brought quickness and an incredible sense of timing. A four-time NBA All-Star, originally a selection by the Warriors in the 1958 draft when the Warriors were playing in Philadelphia. He played eight years with the franchise, both in Philadelphia and San Francisco, averaging over 12 points, eight assists a night, and five rebounds in 587 regular season games with the franchise, earning All-Star honors three times in 62, 63, and 1966. He was out of Temple University and is a Philadelphia legend. The late Phil Jasner, a Philadelphia sports writer, talked about the early reputation that Guy Rogers forged. In his day, without a doubt in my mind, the single fastest guy in the league with the ball. Now, there might be some young players now who might be quicker, but in his day, Guy Rogers. It was not only that quickness that Rogers provided on the hardwood, it was also that ability to pass the basketball. He is the Warriors' all-time leader in career assist and holds a franchise record with 28 assists in one game in a game against the Cincinnati Royals. He played alongside Warriors legend Tom Sherry. I think Guy was a great passer, probably one of the greatest open court passers I've ever been a part of. He would, he could literally thread the needle the full length of the court. If you were on a fast break and, and I mean, it was just simply, it wasn't simply a matter of 20 feet being between you and the passer. Uh, He could do it the whole length of the court. He was pretty astounding. He was a great player. Rogers' career would move on to the Chicago Bulls in the expansion draft, then to the Cincinnati Royals and the Milwaukee Bucks. He led the NBA in assists two times in 1963 and 1967. But as his friend Al Adels notes, he never did get that championship ring. Guy was my was my roommate, and uh, we were very very close. Uh, Guy was an outstanding. I didn't know him in high school. He was an outstanding high school player, uh, terrific college player at Temple. An NBA All-Star for a number of years, but uh, unfortunately, uh, it was sad in my mind because the year that Milwaukee won the championship with uh, Kareem and Oscar and, of course, my friend Wayne Embry, the general manager, Guy was traded from that team, and they won the championship. So he never was able to garner a, a the championship as a player, but uh, I, I don't think it should detract from how he was as a player. And, and like I said, my very, very good friend and teammate. It's kind of fitting that as Guy Rogers goes into the Hall of Fame, Warriors legend and ambassador Al Adels became the 42nd winner of the Bun Lifetime Achievement Award. And the path to winning that award started at North Carolina A&T when Al Adels found out from a friend that he was about to become a Philadelphia Warrior. Well, I was um, going to lunch uh, and uh, I was going through the line to get my food and a young lady at the college I came up and she said congratulations and... Um, I said, for what? She said, uh, you know, the season was over, obviously. And she said, uh, congratulations. I said, for what? She said, uh, you're a professional player. And I said, what do you mean I'm a professional player? She said, well, I heard it on the radio this afternoon before I came to lunch. And they, well, she didn't know what it meant. just said I was drafted. And she thought I automatically had made the team. And so I said, well, that's nice to hear. 
And I went on and got my lunch and ate and didn't think very much of it. And the next day was in the newspaper. And uh, a friend of mine uh, who was a writer in North Carolina by the name of Irwin Smallwood uh, called me and told me what had happened. And um, I never thought very much of it. Adels was a relentless defender in the NBA. Career averages of 8.9 points, three rebounds, over three assists. He played 711 regular season games. He was also one of the toughest players the NBA has ever seen, going by the nickname of the Destroyer. But in 1969-1970, while still playing, fate intervened, and he became a head coach. I was sitting home one morning, and Franklin called me and said he was coming out for coffee, and I told him I don't drink coffee, which I still don't. <laughs> and he said, well, uh, I'd like to come up with the coffee on. And he had a general manager with him and some other people, and uh, he sat around, and I don't know if you know Franklin, how he goes about doing things, but when he starts walking, then you got a problem. And he started walking around the house, and I figured, well, something's up, but I don't know what. And he asked me, um, finally, he said, well, you know, we would like to make a change. And at that point, I told him I didn't think a change was necessary because it, we had George Lee, who was coaching at the time, and there was nothing that the team could do. We were in, you know, in a very, very difficult situation. We couldn't change players or whatever, so... He said, well, uh, we'd like to make this change, and uh, we'd like you to take it. And I said, absolutely not. And so they left, and they came back the next day, and this time they had George Lee with them and some other people. And we talked about it again, and I said, no, I don't think I want to do it again. And he got upset with me. He said, well, you know, you can't get on the 5 o'clock news or something like that. And so I, they left. They finally came back the third day, and I said, okay, we have 30 games left. I will take it for the 30 games, and I would like to go back to trying to play. And he said, well, we'll see what happens after the 30 games, and that's how it started. That 30 games as a player coach began the longest coaching stint in franchise history, 13 seasons, including winning the NBA championship in 1975. Congratulations to Alvin Adels on a job well done. And congratulations to Sharunas Marshallonis and Guy Rogers for being named as direct elects by the International Committee and the Veterans Committee, respectively. I'm Tim Roy, and that's our Warriors Vox segment. When we come back, we'll hear from Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports on second-half storylines as we continue on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Left side, Bogut, touch pass to David Lee. Two-hand, rim-racker for Lee. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Well, the Warriors Weekly Roundtable continues. Always a pleasure to welcome our next guest, and that is uh, Mark Spears from uh, Yahoo Sports. He is the NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spears, S-P-E-A-R-S, NBA, Yahoo. And, Mark, I know you were down in New Orleans for the uh, All-Star festivities. Uh, how did that go from from your viewpoint? Well, I'm going to go by it because that's where my parents live. It's like my second home, so... I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time, and uh, you know, New Orleans was a great host. Uh, the All Star Game was very entertaining. Uh, not much defense played, but very, very entertaining. And I was—it was the first time, and I think I've covered 14 All Star games now. That uh, going down the stretch, you actually had four guys that could be MVP, depending on you know what what the result was and what that player ended up with. So it was a, a fun game. Uh, the dunk contest was an absolute flop. I blame the NBA for that. Uh, they had the right participants. Uh, they were energetic. They had great dunks. Uh, they were ready to go and show more. But this horrible format won that. So I don't know why they don't just go to a, a simple 
1980s, 1970s, Dr. J. Duncan, instead of trying to slice it up every time. And, you know, but anyways, that's what they did. But it was it was a really good good weekend. Saw a lot of, a lot of legends. Saw Steph, saw Harrison Holmes, and uh, a lot of good memories. You know, you're right. I think you're right about the dunk contest. I think just go back to its purest form and, and let the guys create on their own and, and come up with stuff and and ju- just do it. I mean, that's the you know the whole uh, I think uh, lure of that was watching these guys get up in the air and do this um, these unbelievable things, things that only they can do, you know, in the air. And and uh, I I think they just need to get back to that, to the purity of it. Yeah. No, I was um I was uh. It's confusing from the beginning, man. Like <laughs> Ernie Johnson's a great host, but he he was having a problem trying to explain it to everybody. And Charles Barkley, you could just see the disgust on his face. But you know, it it, it was actually the, like the freestyle thing was stupid to me. Um, I think they're pushing the East West thing way too hard. But you right. know, the actual competition seemed to be going okay. So I was under the assumption. Uh, that the top three guys would just have a dunk off, you know, maybe do two or three dunks apiece, and then they they get a winner. But then they had this uh, dunker of the night thing. I mean, it was <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it was like, actually a little weird. That was, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was just over. And everybody said, "Oh, the dunk contest is back." No, the dunk contest is actually over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prematurely. And uh, so hopefully, hopefully they maybe consult with you know some of the dunkers from the past and. See what they think, and I think most of them would say, "Just, just go back to its original format, and let the dunkers determine what it is. Just make sure you get good guys in there." Let's uh, move on and talk about the second half of the season. You mentioned you saw Steph in, in uh, New Orleans. Uh, what do you think the Warriors have to do in the second half of the season? It's funny, you know, one year the record's just about the same, but the expectations are so different this year. Uh, and this club, admittedly, has dropped a few games on the home floor that they feel they should have won. So what what's up for the Warriors right now? What do you think is going to happen for Golden State in this unofficial second half of the season? Well, I, I think there, if there was a team that needed an all-star break, it was this team. You know, the expectations are really, really high. Uh, they've met with them a lot of times. A lot of times they haven't. They've had some disappointing losses. I think their chemistry needs some work. Maybe even the lineup needs some work. They need to get a little healthier. So to me, I expect a renewed focus. Uh, hopefully for them a healthier team and a realization that, look, <laughs> making the playoffs is not guaranteed. And in this tough Western Conference, we didn't expect Portland to be this good. We didn't expect Phoenix to be this good. Memphis is on their heels. As great as this roster is, it's not guaranteed because there's a lot of other great rosters and teams in the Western Conference. So they're really going to have to play elite basketball the rest of the way. Uh, just to make it. So it'll be really, really interesting. Now, you know, I, I think the West is so good that probably one through eight is actually capable of advancing to the next round. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's so good that if they made it to the playoffs and lost the first round, I don't know if it's a step backwards because it's even tougher than it was before. But they have to make the playoffs, or I think the, uh, there could certainly be some changes. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that there's a there has to be, I think, a sense of urgency in the second half because, as you mentioned, everybody is good. 
in the Western Conference. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the other teams. Do you expect any any big jumps in this stretch? Any teams maybe really moving up or any teams really moving down? You know, I keep waiting for Phoenix to fall, man. Tim, I keep waiting. I know, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, was, uh, one thing about one thing about Phoenix, and was pointed out to me the last time we were there, to keep an eye on, is that they have a whole bunch of guys who are playing career highs in games and minutes, and you know, and just the, the intensity of it all, just to see if some of those guys start to fade a little bit because of the fact that this is the first time they've ever played, you know, major minutes, eighty-two games, yeah. high intensity. So that that's one thing to yeah. keep an eye on. Well, I, I was at Bill Duffy's brunch. You guys know Bill Duffy well. He had a brunch during All Star Weekend, and Goran Dragic was there. And I, I was, uh, you know, I know Goran a little bit, and he's a real cool guy. And I said, "Man, I got to ask you this, and I don't want to keep it all business, you know. Let's make sure we get our omelet." But <laughs> I said, "Look, what is the secret? What do you guys do? How are you winning?" Because I said, "With all this, no, no disrespect, I don't get it. I just don't get it." And he said. They have the best team chemistry that he's ever had on any team that he's ever played on. And he said it's a completely unselfish team. So they all hang out off the floor, do things together, and they're all 100% together on the floor. And then he also cited uh, rookie head coach Jeff Hornacek, who hey, let's hand him the coach of the year trophy right now. He definitely uh, is, is worthy of it. But I, I, I'm with you, man. I expect Phoenix to take a, take a dip. Um, I expect Dallas to take a dip. And I expect uh, Memphis to come up and uh, be in that top eight. Yeah, it's interesting to to look at that. I think Memphis they're just they're they're just getting settled. You know, they had a new coach, they had some injuries, and uh, they still have some injuries, but they I think they're on their way. Yeah, you mentioned. Oh, by the way, at, at the uh, Duffy brunch, was that a Cajun omelet you had? Uh, no, no, actually he had scrambled eggs, but he did have uh, jambalaya, and he did have uh, uh, shrimp. So, you know, he, he had some uh, New Orleans accents there. There you Chicory go. Coffee. There you Chicory go. coffee is always good. Always good. Always good. Hey, the, the deadline's coming up. And, you know, there's some rumors going around this week. Uh, one has Jason Terry going to Cleveland for Jared Jack. For Brooklyn, uh, do you do you think there will be a, a lot of action this year, and maybe so in the West, simply because you know as you mentioned, one through eight's pretty well bunched up. Well, I talked to a general manager on Monday night, who I believe was being quite honest, and because a lot of people will lie to you right now, uh, especially to a reporter like myself. <laughs> but he was like, "Look, any general manager that tells you that there's not a lot of talk going on is lying to you." There is a lot of talking going on. He said, I talked to 2019 today. <laughs> so he said, there's definitely, he said, now do I think there's going to be a blockbuster deal going on? No, I don't think there's going to be any blockbuster deals. But I do think there are going to be a lot of small deals. He said, the thing is, he thinks a lot of teams are trying to, uh, they don't want to move their draft picks, especially their first-round pick in this year's draft or their early second-round picks. So uh, a lot of teams might be a little, gun shy about doing something because they want to preserve their picks. But, I, you know, I do expect some little things happening as far as like Golden State is concerned. I was told that Harrison Barnes basically said, uh, other than some unforeseen mammoth superstar offer, which is not expected at all, 
Hey, final question. We really appreciate it, as always, uh, you giving us some time. A uh, final question for you. Uh, Kevin Durant was on such a roll there heading into the break. Uh, does, will he be able to sustain a level of play enough so that he wins the most valuable player and, and takes that away at least for a year uh, from LeBron? Well, it, oh, and I don't know if you guys see, saw this. They gave him a new nickname during All-Star Weekend. Okay. Slim KD. <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I, I like that, too. I like that a lot. Slim so. KD. This, this little boy gave it to him in one of these skits. But uh, to answer your question, you know, Russell Westbrook is going to be back Thursday playing against the Heat. And to me, he's the key. Uh, he, we, can, we can't expect Durant to pay at this frenetic, high-scoring pace and not wear itself down before the playoffs. So, you know, Russell coming back will will take a lot of that scoring off of him, uh, give him a chance maybe to rest a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, I, I, he's welcoming the return of Westbrook, even though that they had success without him. I just think the team is just really good. You know, they had success with them, too. They're like 21-4 and four with them. So, to me, if there's one team in the Western Conference that I – I would project would win it. I would say uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right, that's Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports. You want to follow him on Twitter, especially jump on him right now as the trading deadline looms uh, shortly. Spears NBA Yahoo is his handle on Twitter, and always a pleasure to talk with you, uh, my friend. It's it's uh, great to have you back on Warriors Radio. All right, brother. Take care, son. My thanks to Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports and a reminder to join the Warriors for Social Media Night on this Thursday when the Warriors take on the Houston Rockets. Buy your tickets and have the opportunity to receive a Twitter-themed shooting shirt rally towel courtesy of eSurance. Plus, enjoy contests and giveaways via Facebook and Instagram throughout the night. Buy your tickets early and save at warriors.com slash dynamic. I, Tim Roy, will look at the upcoming schedule as we kick off the second half of the season on KMBR 680. The sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Draymond goes to work with three, with two. Runner, right hand flip on the rim and down. Draymond Green. We now continue with more of Warriors Roundtable. Hey, let's look at the upcoming broadcast brought to you by Cash Creek Casino Resort. And we start tomorrow night up the causeway in Sacramento, 6.30 the airtime as the Warriors take on DeMarcus Cousins and the Kings. Oladipo goes to the left angle. The ball is knocked out of the hands of Kyle O'Quinn. It's grabbed by Cousins. He goes to the left angle. He sees, oh, look out. Crank it up. Throw it down. Derek Williams sees real high above the iron. And that was like a dunk contest showtime jam. With a game in Sacramento on Wednesday, Thursday night means at the back end of a back-to-back. The Warriors and the Houston Rockets as Golden State will try to slow down James Harden. Four seconds to go. Parsons inbounding. Remember, you got to get it in. Finds Harden. Harden will drive into the lane. The layup for the win. Yes! He hits it. Point seven to go. Point seven to go. Harden down the seam of the lane. Through three defenders, the layup, and the lead. Thursday night is Social Media Night, brought to you by eSurance. And then the Warriors stay at home for a Saturday night tip-off against the Brooklyn Nets and one of the NBA's best clutch shooters, that's Joe Johnson. Holds high overhead, throws it for Garnett, hands it back for Johnson, three seconds. Johnson behind the back dribble, fires straight away, and it's good! Joe Johnson wins it for the Nets! They'll review it, but it looked like it will count. 
So the Warriors will take out Brooklyn Saturday night. They get on an airplane Sunday to start an 11-day, six-game road trip back east. The Warriors' road trip will start at the Palace in Auburn Hills on Monday afternoon as they take out Rising Stars MVP Andre Drummond at the Detroit Pistons. Jack lost it. Steal Stuckey out of the open floor. Stuckey behind him. Drummond. Oh, down. Do it, Drum Drum. 89-64. And now they're really booing. 4.15 the airtime on Monday afternoon as the Warriors will take on the Pistons. Then it's on to Chicago. A rematch with the Bulls and the always active Joe Kim Noah. Watson running baseline right to fade the fire. No, the tip is good. That's Joe Kim Noah. That's a big bucket right there. Makes it a 10-point game. Joe Kim Noah is working it tonight. He's got another double-double 11-11. and That's right. And for Mr. Noah... Double-double number 19 on the year. Noah representing the Bulls in this past weekend's NBA All-Star Game. It starts that trip, and then on Thursday, coming to you from the Big Apple, the Warriors Weekly Roundtable starting at 8 o'clock on Thursday, February 27th. Now for the Houston game and for the Brooklyn game this week, Thursday and Saturday, you can buy your tickets online at warriors.com. There are limited tickets still available, or you can call one 888 gsw i Tim Roy, and that's the Warriors Weekly Roundtable, thanking our guest, Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports, Warriors All-Star Steph Curry. For the producer who always says goodbye, R.C. Davis, Dave Feldhouse at the controls at KMBR 680, where Ray Woodson will now take your calls and comments at 808 KMBR. i Tim Roy saying good night. It's the Warriors Weekly Roundtable here on KMBR 680, the sports leader. Golden State Warriors basketball. Stolen by Iguodala. Right to Clay Thompson. Back to Iguodala. One dribble goes to the rim. And he scores with the right hand. For tickets, go to warriors.com. Or call 1-888-GSW-HOOP.